one of one is missing. Uh uh. I knew something was up. Pop, that's almost twice as much going for the same price. I just freaking love that Raider rookie logo. Doing more buying. Which one of these five quarterbacks has the worst set of pass catchers to throw the football to? Guess how much I sniped this for an auction. Number two. Five, you dirty yep. animal. I'm telling you, these optic on-card autos are money. Huh? Huh? Uh. What's up, everybody? Welcome or welcome back to the Football Card Quest, where we talk all of the active NFL market and what that player performance is doing over on eBay and Comsi and other major sports card marketplaces. My man, Carter the Power, is out today, had to take his uh, his wife to the doctor, something like that. And so filling in his spot is a guy that I'm very excited to talk to today because he is a fantasy football grinder. This guy has many championships. I don't know how many championships he's got. We're, we're going to get pick his brain about some fantasy football analytics, some big NFL news that just dropped yesterday, and then how he's made his way back into the football card market and and talk about buying low and selling high and all kinds of fun stuff as we go through our hobby tips of the week and our play of the week at the end. Tony, welcome to the stream, man. How you doing? Thank you, man. Hey, that's a good intro. Yeah. Um, you had asked me earlier, you know, how many you know, championships you actually have. I said, I really don't remember, but what I figured be a fun little thing. I said, I, I could show that everybody like that's a, my mini Lombardi. You know, if I really dive deep, that's my championship belt right there. I don't know how well it's going to be seen. I can even go into, you know, that's one of the big dogs right there that I got. Um, you know, even the little bitty guys, like the, even the redraft leagues, you know, those kind of things. Uh, but anyway, most of, the, most of my fantasy is dynasty. And what got me back into the card industry, I was actually listening to a podcast when it came to just fantasy football. And somehow, I don't even remember what it was, got me connected to one of your podcasts. And I just listened to one of them, one of these. And I said, wow. I said, they use their card knowledge, the knowledge they have in the card industry to play fantasy football. I said, I wonder if I can use, I said, I know I could use my fantasy football knowledge. I said, what makes me good at fantasy football is buying low and selling high. Uh, I'm known when I send a trade to somebody, their first response is, wait a minute, what does Tony know that I don't? This trade seems too good. Why is he offering me this? They always say it all the time. It's because I'm three months, six months, a year down the road thinking where they're thinking about this week. Um, so when I found you, I got in touch with you right away and said, hey, let's run this thing. And I dove in about a month ago, maybe a little more hot and heavy. Uh, and we've been having fun ever since. So I'm glad to fill in for Carter. He's great and uh, help you guys when you need it. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. And I think Dynasty has so much correlation and carryover to sports cards because in Dynasty, you you really are having to take that general manager approach and building a portfolio of players and you're stuck with them until you cut or you trade them so when you make that initial investment in them like in the startup draft you have to be very conscientious of how old they are you know how much tread on the tires what's the current contract like who what's the supporting cast like on the team that they're currently on the coaching staff 
you you take all those angles into consideration, which you want to take into consideration in sports cards, and then getting in early on those players, you're you're rewarded. Like this preseason, what what have you had the most uh, success with in terms of the football card flipping? <laughs> well, I can tell you the flipping aspect is something you turned me on to with the rookie premieres um, when those things came out. Uh, I when you said buy them. Uh, that first time you said it, I went on and bought as many as I could, and I might have bought them out. Um, and two weeks later, the national's over, and I start listing them. And I'm not just listing them; I'm I'm flipping them for two or three times the amount. Plus, I can still rebuy because another thing I've learned in this is I take very good photos. And you talked about how others don't, so I'm buying the ones that are scanned. If somebody's listening for 20 or 30 bucks, I turn around, put a great photo on eBay, selling it for 60 to 90 um, and doing it relatively easy. Um, some other ones I've talked to you about some of the same hype pieces you and I have had in regards to who we know, like Kenneth Gainwell. I was buying him. I, I just did one of his flips this week. I bought a uh, National Treasures RPA a while back for 20 bucks. Uh, and this had been maybe a month ago, if that uh, turned around, I sold it yesterday for 55. Uh, and it might even be, I might be able to hold it and get 70 or 80, but I figured for two and a half times the amount, just move that and get into another one. Um, so yeah, things like that. Anybody I know uh, that I think I'm going to be able to capitalize on just like I do. <laughs> When it comes to dynasty fantasy football, what most people don't realize when it comes to someone like me, I'll make 40 or 50 trades just with one team in a given fantasy season. And I will trade the same guy. I have traded Roshan Johnson in one of my leagues three times already and now have him back on my team because I'm able to just extract these guys for different values and so I do the same thing with cards. If I can sell it for two or three times the amount and then buy it again for half that price, well, I'm going to buy it again and then resell that again. So, so, but the rookie premiere, when you turn me on to that, I did a lot of that. I, I've probably sold 20 plus of those uh, just with buying and selling in the last three weeks. And so much of that seems like comes down to timing, timing the market, understanding when to when is the window to get into a certain player and then understanding uh their their entire career arc when you want to get out of that player with with the understanding that you could potentially get back into that player a little bit down the road i think we do that same thing in football cards because you have the true off season which was a couple months ago then you've got the the preseason time period which is very interesting i, I want to talk about some preseason stuff going down uh and then then you have the beginning of the season and then you have the midseason dip and then you have the playoffs. And so it is, is like very interesting timing these different windows and ebbs and flows. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's what I've noticed with the cards. Uh, I've noticed that when TV with the draft, uh, I've been learning your keeper map and I know you and I are going to do a deep dive into that one day about the keeper map. I'm watching how, certain times in the card market make guys certain guys cards really spike and then certain times in the card in the, in that same market 
that same car dips for no reason. And when you can be the guy that realizes, wait a minute, that dip shouldn't be there and go in and get a bunch of those. You know, I, I've been doing that. We've been talking about a few different guys I've been doing that with where I say this, this dip shouldn't be here right now. I know it is. It shouldn't be. Then you're buying those, you know, just going in and getting them. Um, go, We can go way back. I can tell you this just for uh, the fun of things. I had a fantasy football league one year. I had the best team in the league and 11 owners were upset. And they were said, Tony, your team's too strong. We can't win. I said, I get it. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give my team to the lowest, meaning the weakest team we have. And I took a team that didn't even have starters on it. I said, I'm going to give my team to that team. We'll flip and I'll take their team. That year, the championship week was the team I gave away and the team I took because I was able to trade my way back into the championship. I lost the championship. Granted, it was to the team I gave my team to, but everybody laughed because that year is when they realized, wait a minute, you know too much about these players. And it's not that I know so much about the players and the coaches and the schemes and what they like to do, not like to do. It's knowing when those dips happen for no reason. For example, knowing when someone's going to break out and it's not a fake breakout. This is real. I can get this guy cheap right now. And in six months, I'm going to capitalize on this. And a lot of times that's done at the end of the season as well. You know, the end of the season is great. And I'm assuming I'll get into it with the cards with you guys towards the end of the season. I'm assuming you can buy a whole lot at the end of the season because that dip is there for that same no reason. And then you just buy then. And then when the football season comes back, the draft comes back, all that comes back around again, you just made a huge profit. So, yeah, well said. And you're 100% correct uh, because at the end of the season, there is a, really a dip for no reason. It, and it really starts to happen like mid October to through November. I, there's a few reasons. We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, but I also want to talk about, uh, I've started this question up from Tuckleberry Finn. We're going to be talking about this. I've got some exciting news to share with you guys about a new product coming out from Panini that's going to, I think, change the game moving forward. Um, so I want to say hi to Swamp Donkey, Kev, Bob, Mr. T. We got V cards out there. Swamp Donkey, yeah, we're changing the world one football card at a time. Chad Chad Dyer said, what up, day traders? And that's how I kind of view your, your dynasty and fantasy football profile is much of uh, like a like a day trader. We got Austin Carter in the house. I'm going to start this uh, question. We're, we're going to talk about Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott right now. Oh, my shoes. What's up, man? Late stick. Good to see you guys. Messiah. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. 100%. So uh, the, the big news that came out yesterday, Tony, was the fact that Ezekiel Elliott signs a one-year performance incentivized deal worth up to $6 million with the Patriots. He's a former top five running back. In the NFL from rookie year 2016 through 2019, he had some of the highest card prices I can remember going back to 2020 when he was still a, a first-round fantasy running back and playing for the Dallas Cowboys. His yards per carry, though, has fell to a 3.8 yards per carry, which is pretty poor. That was last year when Tony Pollard had 5.2 with a similar number of carries. Is Zeke gassed at 28 years old? 
I'm going to say this. Zeke has a lot of tread on the tires. I mean, that's just the way Zeke was used. Uh, there's a reason a lot of teams now are going to running back by committee and trying to save their running backs because they're seeing those type of things. Uh, there's a reason the running back contracts that everybody's upset as a running back, they're not getting paid, but it's because they've seen people like Zeke where Zeke got used and abused, not necessarily in a bad way. It just is what it is. Your body can only take so much. So what they're going to do, the Patriots signed somebody and they needed to because of what I just said. They don't want to do that to Ramondre. They like Ramondre. They like everything about him. But they know that they need another bruiser in there. I think they're going to use Zeke for that reason. They're not going to use Zeke as a, you know, every down back. They're not going to use Zeke as a, hey, this is our main running back. But they're going to save some of the ground and pound from Ramondre, knowing Zeke can do it, and Zeke can do it very well. You give Zeke 10 to 12 carries a game where he's pounding the ball, and he gets you two or three yards to get that first down. He pounds it in the end zone. We saw it last year. Pollard got the explosive, you know, carry. Zeke got the, you know, ones that mattered, meaning when we needed two yards, Zeke was the guy they put in. I think that's what they're going to use him to do. They're going to try to save Ramondre. I don't think they like – not not they don't like him, but Pierre Strong is just he is a guy who he is. He's a guy they feel that's replaceable, that if we need him, great. And Harris is just another one of those guys, too. They're explosive guys as well, but I don't think they think that. I think they're thinking, hey, they're not paying for Zeke. When you look at the contract, he's got to perform or he's nothing. So why wouldn't they yeah. take him? I mean, that's a Patriots MO. Take somebody nobody wants and make him good. I think Zeke will have very good fantasy weeks. So, yes. I don't know card market wise how expensive he is uh, because I'm newer into the game. So I wouldn't really know as much. So you can touch on that, but he is going to have some weeks where people go, wow, look at Zeke's back. Uh, but I think those are going to be some just sell your cards and move on. Yeah. His cards are spiking right now. Um, and, and they were very low, like they were very low. So you could have potentially quick flipped him as a free agent now that he signed. I I I do think he has some spike games, like you say. He he's probably has a, a couple of these, you know, multiple touchdown games in him this season. I don't think it's going to be necessarily enough to drive his prices to the point where they become super desirable again, like they were in 2020. I also don't think the Patriots are uh, in a good enough position as a team to have a uh, plus 500 record that's good enough to where he's like part of this super powerful team. Just look at the division they're in, and it only got harder with the addition of Aaron Rodgers and the other teams being strengthened around him. So I, I think that uh, the Patriots are going to struggle this year. They have a, a, a top-tier schedule, and ultimately this is probably your best window to sell Zeke. Like you're seeing some fairly impressive transactions that you haven't seen for a couple months. People are buying. Look at all these best offer accepteds on some nicer uh, RPA cards, graded cards, selling for a couple hundred dollars. Even the base prism from 2016, which we know comes silver out of the pack, sold for $20 in this buy it now today, plus $5 shipping. I think that was a card you probably could have got uh, for $5 just a couple months ago. But you go back to 2020, this was a card that was selling for like $50 raw. You know, it's kind of in that Derrick Henry range. But uh, now you can see there's a, a big disparity between him and King Henry. I'm sure, though, uh, Tony, that this presents a dip on Ramadre Stevenson that could, from a dynasty perspective, because this is just a one-year deal for Ezekiel Elliott, do you think that 
it's it's there's going to be some good opportunity this year to sniper Madre Stevenson. And do you think it makes sense from a from a dynasty perspective? At a dynasty level right now, if someone has Ramondre, they're going to keep him because if they had him or used him or traded for him, they believe in him. And that's what happens in the dynasty realm. They're not going to get rid of him cheap. What um, in a dynasty, this is more of what I would do. I'm trying to get Zeke cheap in a dynasty. If I'm looking at dynasty, I'm trying to get Zeke cheap. And then what I'm trying to do, and this is the difference with cards. Then what I'm doing is I'm then selling Zeke higher to the Ramondre Stevenson <laughs> owner because I'm going to try to get the value that way. And if then if those negotiations don't work out, then I say, well, okay, you know, you, I would then flip it and try to buy Ramondre on that same owner. So again, there's a little bit of a nuance that I'm learning between Dynasty when it, because with Dynasty, you're dealing with individual people as well. There is a big uh, Bill Belichick to this day has, if someone goes to the Patriots, everybody thinks that person is going to improve, period. It's been that way when it was him and Tom. Um, and so Tom left, and that hasn't happened in a long time, but people still want to believe it. The mm -hmm. thing is with Patriots running backs, there's also that stigma that, wait a minute, they're going to use all four. So when it comes to dynasty, you're looking for bell cow running backs, and you don't get that when it comes to dynasty running backs from the Patriots. They've never done it. Uh -huh. You're looking now. The thing that Zeke could have this year is if he gets all of the goal line stuff, the Patriots can put up some points when they get to the goal line. They love to run the ball to get it in. So I don't think you're going to see a huge dip dynasty-wise in Ramondre Stevenson. I don't know card-wise, but I don't think dynasty-wise someone's going to get scared off because Zeke's going there. I, I can already see, like this auction, like this red wave prism rookie auto here from Ramondre. It's, a, it's an SGC, I think the auto's a 10, yeah. It's an SGC 8 auto 10, but... You know, these slabs from SGC are so easy to crack open. And this card, with being as rare as it is out of 149 sold for $34 yesterday at an auction. I got to think, and that was last night, I got I got to think that that, that card would have gone for 50 or so, at least if Zeke hadn't signed. So I can, I can definitely see a dip incoming for Ramadre Stevenson, especially until the, the regular season rolls around and we actually see what the workloads look like between the two. Um, so I, I think it's, I think it presents an interesting opportunity there on a, on a young guy that did when given the opportunity, he did show Bill Belichick and that coaching staff that he could be their all purpose three down back given the opportunity and be efficient. Now there were concerns towards the end of the season uh, that he was starting to get too much volume and it was starting to take a toll on him. I think that was admitted during the offseason process. So, you know, we knew that they were adding like a, a back all along. If they didn't get DeAndre Hopkins, they had this cap space left. They restructured Parker and their defensive guys. So, you know, they, they were planning to do this. So it wasn't that big of a shock. And then um, I, I want to talk about Dalvin Cook to the Jets because – and then I want to talk about Tony – who I think is the biggest win winner from this whole ordeal that really nobody is recognizing and has presented a dip on this guy for multiple reasons. And it's an incredible opportunity. So make sure you stay tuned for that, guys. But 
the next uh, bit of of news. Uh, this is not a bit of news. This was big news, Tony. Dal- Dalvin Cook signs a one year. Also, what I feel from looking at it is very performance incentivized, worth up to eight point six million. So an extra two point six over Zeke's. Uh, Dalvin, a former 1,500-yard rusher, plus three to 500 receiving yards back in 2020. The, his yards per carry, like Zeke, has fallen from 5 to 4.7 to 4.4 last year. And he's also 28 years old. His ca- cards are also seeing a spike right now on eBay. He's going to this uh, new-look Jets offense with Aaron Rodgers. Give me your take on, on Dalvin Cook and how, how do you – feel that this affects the Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall um, workload there, similar to Ezekiel Elliott with Ramadre Stevenson? I think the biggest difference you notice is who they went after. Um, The Patriots went after Zeke just because, one, he's a veteran, two, he's a bruiser, and, yes, he can teach and he can still be there where – but he's kind of at the end. I don't think Dalvin's at the end. Uh, Dalvin, if you look at Dalvin, I'll bet you his statistics are just like Aaron Jones. And I would bet Aaron Rodgers had a big say in getting Dalvin over there um, where he's got now a very similar running back that he had before so that he knows how to use that running back. And he's going to, I bet he uses him just like Aaron Jones, which anybody that had Aaron Jones knows that in dynasty for many, many years, that was huge. He just, he's a great running back to have. Um, And I think, the thing with Brees, this is just my opinion when it comes to injuries. I've said this from the beginning with Brees. I'm not worried about Brees this year. Brees is not going to fully recover this year. Most of the running backs don't. Most of them are not Adrian Peterson. They don't come back the next year off of their surgeries and put up amazing numbers. Usually it's a year later, meaning they all say this is going to be the year. And the reason they don't, come back as strong is not necessarily the structure of the knee. It's not even necessarily the healing of the knee. It's their mindset of not being afraid anymore. The physical therapist will tell you all the time, you're ready to go, but they don't give it full because they're afraid of injuring themselves again. And it usually takes them about a year to get used to the fact that, oh, I'm good. You know, a while to come back you know it's just because they're afraid to put that much pressure on that you know uh, reconstructed knee i think they know that they're not telling people that i think they know that Brees is not going to be full this year at least for the first three or four months of the season they just they know that they're going to need somebody else they can count on and i think they want Brees to be a hundred percent going into next year i really do um, Brees is their guy long-term. That's the guy they're going to use. And they know if they try to push him too early, they could ruin that. Uh, and, and that does them absolutely no good. So they get someone like Dalvin in. He's a veteran. Aaron loves him. He'll fit right in the offense. And I think he'll be the main guy, I think. And what will happen is we may – I know they just took Brees off the pup. It doesn't surprise me if we see him go back on there at some point just so they can say, hey – you rest and get fully healed. We've got this guy for you. You're not going anywhere. We'll catch up with you later on. Oh, yeah. Second second year on his rookie contract. He's so explosive and efficient last year. Great receiver. I mean, he just totally uh, turned Michael Carter into uh, a ghost 
And, you know, and now that, yeah, they, I I'm, I'm with you. I think they want him to be 100% healthy. They also know they can, the, it, Dalvin Cook is completely expendable, like you say, and they've also got rookie Izzy Abanacanda, who's looked pretty solid. So they've got a lot of depth. And Aaron Rodgers is like, this guy's a veteran. We can get him on the cheap. Um, he wants to get a ring. You know, let's. I, I would feel great if you guys brought him in as depth. I could see there being a nice window on Brees open up right now because Dalvin Cook is still still has a much more prominent figure I I see in the NFL than a guy like Ezekiel Elliott especially coming into this Jets offense. So, uh and and a lot of that's because of the receiving work from Dalvin Cook and his all-purpose skill set. So, I do see a lot of people gravitating towards Dalvin Cook like this $81 uh stained glass here from 2017. I'm definitely seeing a spike. Here's a BGS 9 silver uh prism rookie ticket auto. Have to pop over to one thirty point, but I would I would guess this is probably accepted close to this uh, the asking price of seventy five, probably around sixty dollars. And I think I think they will kind of climb over the next couple of weeks. And it, and an opportunity opens up for Brees. There's also an incredibly difficult schedule for the Jets just out of the gate. They play the Buffalo Bills Monday night op- opening week of the season, and and that schedule is so hard. They actually have the hardest ranked schedule according to PFF for the first four weeks of the of the season. But I still believe they're a playoff team. And by the end of the season, Brees Hall is 100%. All of a sudden, you're heading into the playoffs with Brees Hall uh, getting at least like 40% opportunity share. He could convert that into some incredible um, performances, which would lead to some significant spikes in the playoffs. So this kind of opens an opportunity for him, I would think. Right. When I look at it, so if I'm looking at a dynasty standpoint, I'm going to watch Brees Hall real close throughout the next couple months. And what I'm going to be doing, I'm truly trying to see if there's a way to get an owner of Brees Hall where he gets a little bit nervous. It's kind of like in the cards, I've noticed this. There's certain cards that I'll put on a watch list and they're buy it now cards where they're, you know, someone just has them in their store or they've got them listed for 30 days. I don't know if they're in a store or whatever. And I'll just put them on my, hey, I just want to pay attention to these cards. When they get down to that last week, I'll go and I'll make a half offer. If they want 300 for it, I'll offer them 150. And if it's not automatically rejected, that means they're open to move the card. And it's been amazing. Some of the cards I've been able to get cheap because they realize that they can't get what they want. And people are afraid to make those low ball offers. That's a, that's a good hobby tip of the week for everybody. If you see something out there that you think you can get a steal, make a low ball offer, offer them 40% of what it's worth. The worst thing that happens, they say, no, I do that in dynasty all the time. So with brace, I will be paying attention. If I see an owner that's getting a little frustrated because Dalvin cook looks like the man I'm going to try to get him Cause not just like you said for the end of this year, if you the Jets are going all in, they have to. They they made mm-hmm. that when they went after Aaron Rodgers, they said we're going all in. We got the best defense in the league, in in our opinion. We're gonna go after oh, it this year. That D line is so nasty. Oh, I know. <laughs> and so they're gonna they're gonna go nuts. They're gonna say, whatever we gotta do, we're gonna do it. And getting Dalvin just shows that hey, yes, we're willing to take this shot this year. And if we keep Brees healthy and we beat Dalvin up, meaning I don't care if Dalvin lasts the whole year, as long as Brees can get to a point to where he can come back, then yes, they make a huge playoff run. And then in the card industry, from what I've learned from listening to you guys, 
is once they make the start making that playoff run, well, those cards start to spike. And so if you're able to buy the dip of Brees, now I know there are some that are going to be scared of that. There's going to be some that say, ah, I think I'm going to get out on Brees now. That's just not me. I'm a risk taker. Um, I play fantasy football the same way like I play poker. <laughs> Sometimes you got to bet on the flush draw. The odds are there to say, nope, the odds are there that the flush is coming. You're going to make that bet. You're not always going to get it. But if you do it every time and the odds are in your favor, by the end of that, you know, thousand sessions, you're going to come out ahead. And so I treat these cards kind of the same way. Sometimes you're betting on the on the come. You know, you're saying this is going to come later. It's going to take a bit. It's just knowing when to get in and when to get out. It really is. Like right now, this is what's so interesting. If the player's not playing in the preseason and they're not getting any training camp hype, i.e. Christian McCaffrey, look at how the cards dip. It, it's the, the market is very sensitive to uh, recency bias. And I think that Dalvin Cook, as you can see, his silver present PSA 10 from 2017 compared to Christian McCaffrey's, Dalvin Cook's 50. Christian McCaffrey, an average of 150. But there was a recent sale that went for uh, nine, actually $92 in auction on Saturday. The power of sniping those auctions, and especially mm -hmm. just a a one month uh, hype cycle. So this this is where my ultimate takeaway is from the Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott signing. Tony, are you ready for this? The Cowboys are not picking up another running back. Tony Pollard is his ADP should rise heading into the season, and much like Dalvin Cook is gonna now his ADP is now gonna rise. Ezekiel Elliott's ADP is now gonna be more relevant i don't know if it rises too much but i definitely see dalvin cooks rising uh tony pollard was slight has been sliding and tony pollard i think is in a dip right now to snipe him because much like christian mccaffrey there's been no training camp hype videos coming out no buzz like that no preseason playing time no need to these guys are locked and loaded and come week one they're gonna ball out so i'm I'm looking at a 20% a dip here, potential to snipe Christian McCaffrey. I think that same thing could be happening for Tony Pollard. And now his his projected outlook should be even higher. Am, am, am I missing something? Or is Deuce Vaughn going to be really that big of a factor come regular season? Yeah, I think what you're seeing is people take their mind to what is currently being shown on TV, what they're currently hearing on the radio. And so because they're not hearing about these other players, there's it's out of sight, out of mind. And so not only you have it out of sight, out of mind, people aren't searching those players. People aren't looking for those players because of the other. Tony Pollard's going to be great because of this. Deuce Vaughn for the next two weeks is all you're going to hear coming out of Dallas. That's all you're going to hear mm -hmm. is Deuce Vaughn, Deuce Vaughn, Deuce Vaughn. They want to get him playing time, just like, you know, I'm a Bears fan. Roshan Johnson got a lot of playing time, you know, this past week. There's a reason. They want to see what the kid can do. It doesn't mean he's going to be the starter. It doesn't mean he's going to be the second guy. They need to see what the rookies can do. A lot of the vets, they already know. So they want to see him in preseason. How do they handle things? What, what happens under pressure? What do they do? So it's going to be that same thing where people aren't thinking about Tony Pollard. Not that they look at him any less so like in the dynasty realm, I could not go trade for Tony Pollard right now. Because once I bring up Tony Pollard, well, no, 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 no. I'm not getting rid of him. Deuce Vaughn isn't going to do it because I'm bringing him up. 
But since nobody's thinking about him in the card world, yes, there's probably a lot of sniping opportunities for Tony Pollard right now. Oh, my gosh, Tony. Look at this. This was an auction that ended last night. It's a uh, playoff rookie ticket auto out of 99 on-card rookie auto that sold for $41. Just two months ago, Tony Pollard's rookie ticket auto base cards, base rookie ticket autos were selling for close to $100, if not more, because right. of the limited supply on eBay. Now... Right now, they're they're at the, a forty-one. This this is a total snipe. This is a total deal. You could even see today, for example, there's only two sold transactions of Tony Pollard. There's probably twenty-five sold of Ezekiel Elliott, and probably forty to fifty sold of Dalvin Cook, uh, but only two on Tony Pollard. When the dust settles at the end of the season, and you're looking up, and Tony Pollard was a top five running back, you know, and those guys were okay. Yeah, maybe they did okay. Maybe they were. An important component but the prices especially when you consider the dallas cowboys whole team situation um i mean it's 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 an opportunity a total opportunity to snipe right now sure and it's not just the end of the season again it's the whole out of sight out of mind once week one comes and tony pollard is that guy and gets 20 to 25 touches gets a touchdown or two breaks off a run for 45 to 60 yards which is what tony pollard's been known to do that same guy that bought Deuce Vaughn <laughs> coming up in the next three weeks is now turning around and buying Tony Pollard uh, because it's what's in front of him. A lot of people, it's what's in front of him right now. And if it's not on the news and they're not hearing about it, then they're not going at it. Yeah, I agree. So I want to I want to uh, transition to quarterbacks as his comment in uh, from Hector. The the cheap, super cheap RPA prices on running backs reminds me to invest in QBs. Um, I, I think that when you invest in QBs, you have more downside and you you it's like a higher risk, high reward type play. Uh, and yes. and you, when you can compare the QB market, I would compare it to Superflex Dynasty. Right, Tony? Yeah, so that's the biggest transition I had to learn when I started with getting back into cards. And I haven't been into cards in 20 years. Um, the biggest thing I had to learn was, and I, I, I get it, but the value of the quarterbacks versus every other position. It was wild to me that, you know, and, and the contract situations going on right now with the running backs shows that the NFL feels the same way. It's just that, hey, you're going to be here for three to five years. The quarterback's going to be here for 15 if we find that guy early enough. You know, you look at a Patrick Mahomes. When he came out, he was going to be a bust or he was going to be a god. That's what – that was – I'll never forget his rookie year. I went heavy on him in Dynasty just because I believed in him. I said, you know what, I'm going to get him early, and I did. Uh, and it made huge returns. I wish I'd have been in the card business back then. <laughs> Uh, because it was huge. That's what quarterbacks have is that longevity. It's the fact that they're going to change a franchise where the running back isn't going to change the franchise. And I think that's what I've seen in the card market. Yeah, I, I think I think you have too. I think that's a um, just kind of like a perfect kind of carryover there between the two worlds. And the, the one guy that I go to, this 2023 class, if we look at preseason week one uh, between C.J. Stroud, 
Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young. Bryce got just destroyed there. That's what the, we're talking about that Jets D line. But between Anthony Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, uh, which one of those do you think right now is going to have the best uh, rookie season? And then also, which one of, you, of those do you think is going to accumulate? Because we just got news yesterday that Anthony Richardson is uh, the official starter week one for the Colts. So that's kind of big. I know. So it's a, if I'm gambling and that's what I look at this as, I I look at it as a straight, Hey, I've got to make a decision here on what I want to do. And I play different odds. Anthony Richardson is your guy that if he hits, you're going to have the biggest return of all of them. That's the guy that when he hits, he hits like a Patrick Mahomes because athletically he's a freak. Um, If he becomes that guy, he he's gonna. It, it it's all a risk reward at this point. This year, season wise, I don't think he'll have the best season. I think you'll see with him the same thing you kind of saw with Justin Fields, though. I think the first six games he is gonna struggle. I think you're gonna see he's gonna look lost. Uh, and I don't think Indiana is good enough. The Colts, I don't think, are good enough to to keep him from having to make bonehead mistakes. It is going to be what it is. It's going to be the same thing that happened with Justin Fields. Now, if you believe in Anthony Richardson, and I will pay attention this year for those first six games, if I see him dipping a lot, I'm going to buy a decent amount of him because the return is just that much bigger. Straight season-wise, I think C.J. Stroud has the best season of all of them, meaning I think he's the most well-rounded quarterback. I think he's ready and can perform a little better in the in the NFL than the other two. So I think overall, but it's not going to be as big of an upside, I don't think, as a Richardson. And I think Bryce is going to find out that being a little guy in the NFL is going to be rough, especially on the Panthers. Panthers just aren't good enough. Uh, he, he's going to be running for his life all year. Uh, so I just think he's going to struggle. I think he's going to be okay. I think he'll make it. I think all three of them will be quarterbacks for the next, you know, for their rookie contracts. I, I don't think you're going to see, uh, you know, I know we're going to talk about some other quarterbacks, you know, later on maybe, but, you know, you're not going to see a Baker Mayfield kind of fizzle out except for the fact that Anthony Richardson just could be that guy. Cause he's, he wasn't anybody until he went to the combine, the combine made him who he was. He went there and everybody said, wait a minute, this guy's measurables are just too good. I can work with that. Um, so, but that's what yeah. I think is going to happen this year. Yeah. And if you look at that, the, the sole data from the rookie premier hollows, I was just showing on the, on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, mm-hmm. the Anthony Richardson last transaction of that was $350 on August 5th. And that was the same day of Bryce Young sold an auction for 240. The CJ Stroud sold for just under uh, $200. So that is wild. Like from that standpoint alone, I am a personally most bullish on Anthony Richardson, but I can't buy into him at that price point. I think Brian into uh, CJ Stroud parlaying with the thought that you had about him being the most uh, well-polished also, you know, having more size and a little bit more mobility in, in his offense, it, he could potentially, or, you know, projected from, from us to, to finish better than Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson in the rookie season. Uh, and his, Obviously, if you were just compare apples to apples on that rookie premier card, there's upside in buying his card. That card specifically 
for like a hundred to one hundred fifty dollars. Right. And you can tell me this, but it seems like right now with Anthony Richardson, just my personal opinion is he's already at the, his height. I mean, he's already hit the ceiling as if he's going to be that guy. And that's what mm -hmm. scares me off from buying into him right now. I think he's going to struggle and all that stuff will drop. And then you have to decide at that point. And that's a decision that I'd be making, you know, six weeks from now, eight weeks from now, where I'm saying, do I believe that him with the Colts are going to figure this out? And if I do, then I buy back in then. I'm not going to buy him now. Yeah, like this legacy dual patch. So these legacy future cards have become very popular right now in the card market because they do have pro uniforms. They're one of the only cards besides the premier hollows, besides the instance, and the legacy has a bigger checklist. So you have a lot more of the rookie class. Or you got guys like Clayton Toon and Michael Wilson and even uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson and Tanner McKee and stuff like that. You got these guys in this set, a very limited pro uniforms. The Anthony Richardson is definitely at the top of that. As we just looked at Stroud and Bryce Young, here's some Anthony Richardson's like out of two forty nine, selling for two hundred dollars today in a buy it now. This is a card that at the bottom is like a fifteen dollar card. Uh, this card at a at a card show three year two years from now, let's say. It's unless Anthony Richardson is that guy, is Pat the next Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. And even then, this card is still probably only going to be a 40 or $50 card just because there's going to be 55 other sets out that all have their own print runs of Anthony Richardson. And uh and and that's gonna that's gonna just overwhelm the the supply to to a point where he's gotta be that good for the base cards to then you know, get up out of like that five, $10 range, uh, just like, just like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. It, you know, it's, it's taken years of high end success championships, MVP considerations to get to those price points for all that supply to be liquidated and people to collect it, stash it, you know, a percentage of people are stashing it. Other percentage of people are flipping it. Other percentage of people are planning to hold it for a couple of years and then sell it. Uh, but it's a totally different market for these guys, you know, even even six months from now, but really a year from now is is now like the new life cycle we're looking at to where hey, they're they're just now releasing 2022 national treasures from last year's draft class. <laughs> right. And that's what I mean. Right now, with this product you talk about with legacy, this is the time you want to be buying anybody between that 50, 15 and 30 dollar range that you think over the next month you can flip anywhere between that, you know, 30 and $80 range. So buying into an Anthony Richardson at these prices, you're right. Once the other products come out, this is going to die. At least that's what I've noticed in the short amount of time I've been in is there's certain products that everybody wants. And so when those come out, the other products die off. If you really wanted one of these legacies, wait till the other products come out. That's why I said, wait six weeks, wait eight weeks, and then buy it and try to get it at $15, $20. Then when he does his little height, then yes, you got a $40 card or you keep it because you're an Anthony Richardson fan and it goes in your personal collection. But yeah, right now with the legacy, 15, 30 bucks is probably the most I would spend on anybody's card unless I'm buying it because I want it and I don't think there'll be a dip. If there's a guy that comes out, let's use Roshan as an example, if you think he's going to be a starter week one, then yes, go buy his card now. But if you think, no, he's going to be third string until, you know, halfway through the season, then wait. 
and buy his card then. I mean, that, that's what you want to do. But yeah, this is the only thing out right now. It's kind of like if I said, you you know, want some water or nothing. Well, you're going to take the water. You know, if you're thirsty, you need something. Yeah, I see we got our man Power Hour. We got Carter the Power out in the chat. Yeah. We got Chad, Hector bringing it strong. Josh Forbes, I appreciate you, man. So this is actually a perfect segue into our hobby tip of the week. We got we to gotta make Carter proud here and do our hobby tip of the week, our plays of the week. And this is my hobby tip of the week. I'm not sure how many of you guys have seen this out there yet. There's only been a limited group of people in the Discord that uh, that I've, I've I've highlighted this to. But this is the this is a new set that's coming out. I don't know all the details about it, but let's see what you recognize from this card here. So this this card is of Quinn Ewers, one of the top quarterbacks in the in the 2024 draft class. He has now an exclusive contract deal with Panini, but this is. A, a standard uh, rookie auto card for him coming out of Prism draft picks. So they last year there was no Prism draft picks, which was weird because they did the product for g going back to like 2015. They did Prism draft picks. It was collegiate uniform. It's licensed. This last year they didn't do it. This year they're bringing it back, but they've added something, man. Do you notice what's different about this card, Tony? Yeah, I see the uh, rated prospects. They're taking the rated rookie you know, the exact same logo and just made it a prospects now. So they're trying to hype out on that logo. Yes, they are taking advantage of the fact that the hobby loves the rated rookie logo. And now this is another move against fanatics. Panini, I think, has got a death grip on football. They understand football is their biggest revenue generator at this point. And so they want to do whatever they can to hold on to football for the longest. And and I, I think this is a play against Bowman University's first. You know, that's that was a serious play that Fanatics made in the market uh, last year. And this is Panini's response to that. And it's very interesting. I think it's going to do very well because the rated rookie logo is so popular. I think this is going to be on a on a lot of cards. Like, for example, I saw Joe Milton from Tennessee on Twitter. I didn't notice this at first, but he was wearing a rated prospect shirt in the video whenever he was throwing passes. He could have been throwing passes for representatives of Panini while they were taking photos. So I think this is very interesting. I'm excited for this product to come out. It's going to lead some great speculation for 2024. I think it's also going to do uh, really well as a, a college product. I do think it's going to take the place of the Bowman University first in a lot of ways. Those will become closer to Leaf than they are today of Panini products. Uh, and and this is I'm, I'm very excited about this. I think this is a great evolution for Panini right here. Yeah, and it'll be something that I'll learn uh, being new, you know, back in the cards. Uh, I know big time college unis, you know, once the new product comes out, the college unis goes away. Well, if they're putting this out and now they can compete exactly like you say with Bowman U, because that's really the only game that was out there right now is Bowman U to get those besides Leaf. Um, but what I've seen in regards to Leaf is it's just like a lower end, you know, kind of if you want an autograph, great, you can find it cheap, but really it doesn't hold a lot of value in the long term. 
Yeah, it just doesn't hold value in the long term whenever you get, uh, you know, these national treasures and immaculate and optic contenders, regular optic, prism, the all the tiers of select, mosaic. And, and I didn't even get into like, you know, Panini Black, Illusions, uh, Phoenix. You know, there's a lot of other uh, what I call mid-tier sets that that they sell well and people love to collect them. Uh, they don't they just don't necessarily garner the same. Uh, resale value as like prism optic and contenders do uh, because they're just not quite as demanded as those sets right and it comes to the fact that it's supply and demand and the people that are collecting leaf you know are collectors and the investors and there are two different types of you know when it comes to the cards there's there's some people that are just straight investors then they don't have a pc at all well, when they're not actively engaged in trying to get that card, then that's why the, the price stays lower because there's not as many people trying to go after the card. So the demand is higher or the supply is higher than the demand. Hmm. So I'm trying to find the release date. Last time I checked was August 30th on this new uh, on this new product here. Let's just, I wanted to confirm that because there's, you know, there's a couple other things that are coming out, but if you're looking at those legacy futures, uh, you, you have luminance, that's not going to have pro uniforms in it. Uh, from what I've seen, it's all college. They do have an interesting year one medallion on those cards. Um, Chronicles, this is 2022 Chronicles. So we're going to be having like Prism Blacks, I think, which is probably one of the best inserts in there that are uh, coming out for last year's draft class. Uh, super break it's not really that that's an interest like a gumbo set from it's almost like a repack really it's like a fancy fancy repack uh encased encased from last year's draft class it's an interesting autograph set with low serial numbers you have donris elite and see right now we're on august 30th here so 2023 Prism Draft Picks Collegiate Football Hobby Box, August 30th. 2023 Donruss Elite, August 30th. So Elite is your next set in just over two weeks. That's going to have some more pro uniform cards. Turn of the Century Autos do really well. The Pen Pals do really well. Uh, and, and those are cards that will easily spike. Like when they come out, you'll be able to target and flip them in like what we're talking about, that $30 range. Um, and you'll be able to flip them for 60 to 70. I remember doing this last year. Jahan Dotson, Damian Pierce were two guys that just jump off the top of my head that I did this with. Uh, they also have passports in there. All of their rookie autos from there, I think, are safe to you know, kind of flip in that $30 range um, as quick flips. The one thing you have to take into consideration, Tony, is preseason time is totally different than regular season time. Because when when regular season starts, you're not going to see the the uh, deep sleepers anymore. You're not going to see nearly as much of them unless they've earned a bona fide starting role. But a lot of like like the Andre Losivas on the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, this guy is when the regular season starts going to be a wide receiver for Jalen Tolbert, who I got excited about last year in his rookie season. He's going to go back to being a wide receiver three or four at or wide receiver four best case scenario when regular season starts. Right. Absolutely. And you have to know, I do this every year with dynasty. You've got to know when to take advantage of the next couple of weeks that you can sell a player high. And also with the guys that aren't. Uh, so I, tell me this, I got a question for you, Andy, when the 2020 
three elite comes out and we start getting more of those products out. If it's like dynasty, what's going to happen is the 2022 product for about a month is going to lose that luster. What I mean by that is that is going to take a little bit of a dip. Well, in dynasty, that's what I do a lot. So I'm hyping up all the rookies now in dynasty and I'm trying to get value for all the rookies and they're playing and I'm trying to trade them. And I truly, I'll make more trades in the off season than I do during the season. And then what happens is once the season starts now, how do I get back in and get my guys that are going to win, you know, and now how do I, and so that's what I look at when I'm looking at the 2022 product or even beyond, you know, that 2021, whatever, those rookies I'm looking for when that dip comes, when that new product comes out for these 2023 rookies, how many of those 2022 rookies are going to dip for about two to four weeks and I can snipe them up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's exactly. Um, I, I think that's exactly what you want to be do, do doing in the card market with a, a good portion of your bankroll. Like you want to be um, at this point, you want to be flipping those rookies and you want to be holding on to and buying the the 2018, 2019, 2020. Like I look at DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin as prime examples, although DJ Moore playing in the preseason, taking a screen pass to the house. That's going to be my boy uh, this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, he's so good. I mean, the, 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 the Bears, I think, are going to be pretty solid on offense and Fields didn't even really have to run it all yet. Uh, but, but so he may be not such a great example to look at this week, but, and, and maybe not so much Terry McLaurin, uh, too, but I look at a couple guys like second year wide, second, third, fourth year wide receivers. Um, anybody that's not being talked about or hyped up right now as my, my good, like buy targets to set myself up for the playoffs is not necessarily the fantasy playoffs, but the actual NFL playoffs, uh, and that late season push. And once right. the season starts, I think it's a fantastic time right. to and start, be start looking to do that. Yeah, and that's the difference, too, with uh, uh, in Dynasty, the playoffs, it doesn't matter how bad the team is. It matters how good the players are in your team. So, I mean, they, they don't necessarily have to make the playoffs to get that spike. Um, with the card market, so we talked about Anthony Richardson. And we talked about that. I think he's going to struggle in the beginning. I just think that's going to happen. I think he's going to get some points from running the ball. I think he's going to scramble a lot. But you have to decide if you truly believe in a player. And so if you piggyback off of him, you have to decide, do you think Michael Pittman is actually as good as everybody thinks he should be or is he not? And if you do believe in a Michael Pittman, that could be a play. His cards are going to take a big dip when he's not getting the ball. But if we think Anthony Richards is going to come back, it may be worth sending out some of those. You know me. I've been telling you, I've been taking it, and you've been doing it too, but I'm going deep into Tua just because, you know, I I believe that he's going to be just as good as the other top five quarterbacks. That's just a belief I have. I could be wrong. I could, be, I could have a belief that my flush is coming and it doesn't. But that's what makes this a lot of fun. Uh, there's different ways of doing it. There's different ways of collecting. I'm more of an investor type than the collector. My collection is all bears, meaning everybody else is free. Meaning if you want them, come give me an offer. Uh, and I'll just rebuy them if I want them. But that, that could be a lot of fun going into this year with some of those guys, those other receivers and running backs on a couple of those rookie quarterbacks. 
Man, I, I, you know, you saw the two I picked up at the Nationals, so I'm definitely on that Dolphin stack, man. And, and actually, that's a, that's a great segue to our play of the week. So I don't know if you want to roll with Tua as your play of the week because I feel that his cards are still very snipable. I was on uh, Grabo's Giblets. Uh, it was, a, it was a podcast for a sports card shop out of Richmond, Virginia, that um, uh, sponsored an event at the National. I was on a podcast with him. And a really sharp kid this morning, I think, is coming out in a couple of days. But I gave Tua as my my one of my top quarterback plays right now in the sports card market just because his price is comparable to Jalen Hurts, Joe, um, uh, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert are extremely low. And then he he's actually trending lower than Jordan Love in a lot of cases, and that's because Jordan Love's getting preseason playing time. Right. Uh, and he looked pretty good over the weekend. So And he's he's got all that Packers lore. But when rubber meets the road in week one, watch the Miami Dolphins put up 55 points on Sunday. Right. They, they're going to be – they're just – I've actually put a, I put a futures bet in for them to win their division um, just because I feel strongly that he is being priced at the fact that everybody feels he's going to get hurt in week two. And uh, just because I like the quest and like you, yeah, I'll let Tua be that guy and you guys will drive all my prices up as I'm trying to buy them. Uh, and so – but I know for me, I've purchased – it's somewhere between – I don't even know the exact number. Somewhere between four and eight of his PSA 10s over the past two weeks uh, just because I've seen him at good prices. Uh, the next couple of weeks, I was going to dive into getting – and those are all of his base cards, meaning like your downrest optic or your base downrest or your prisms, those type cards. And then I was going to dive into some of the autos um, I didn't see your one snipe till it was too late. The one that went for 380, I went, well, shoot, I wish I'd have seen that because I just picked it up. Um, but he is somebody that, so the way I do it, I buy a lot of, and I'll, I'll give another play of the week, meaning not play of the week, but a hobby tip of the week, I guess, because this goes along with it. I buy a lot of cards that are between, you know, $2 and $20, hoping that I can flip those because your profit margin on those can be a lot more. A uh, good example, uh, my local, this is a good tip. If you've got a local card shop and they do have their dollar boxes, $3 boxes, $5 boxes, go in and just ask them, hey, is there a certain quantity that I could buy where I could get them at the same price? And so I've done it with both my local card shops. One person, uh, one of them, if I buy 100 of them or more, I get them at 70 cents a piece. It doesn't matter which box they come out of. The one, three, or five dollar box doesn't matter. 70 cents a piece. And then another one was uh, $1.50 a piece. He wouldn't go, but he only I only had to buy 30, you know, so there was a difference in the two. I picked up a card for $1.50 last week that I put on and sold for $17. You know, those are things that you just find because they happen to be sitting in someone's box and they haven't cared about them, but it's all about. Pictures, 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 it, you know, make sure you can highlight if it's a cracked ice, if it's a disco, if it's a silver prism, make sure those colors come out on eBay when you put it there. And if that's the case, then people will see it and they don't go searching for other ones. And when they do, they even go, well, yeah, that doesn't look as good as the other one. I'm not buying that one. His looks so much better. I'm willing to pay the premium. But I buy a lot of those to flip to be able to buy the two uh, PSA 10s and use that as my you know core. This is what I want to, you know, whether it's keep, reinvest, whatever, but kind of like the trade up. 
And this tour was the one that I hope one of you guys sniped uh, from the Discord last night and our Quest Premium membership. I posted this up in there in our Auction Sniper channel, and this one's going <laughs> went crazy uh, undervalued for what I mean. This is a seven hundred dollar card for Jalen Hurts, but twenty five hundred to three thousand five hundred dollar card for Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, uh, and then. You've also got like Jordan Love going for more than this now. So the upside is tremendous. And and yeah, you could you could pay up a pay a premium and get Jalen Hurts. I, I am uh definitely behind him for the MVP this year. Like if I mean if I was to pay a premium, I just drafted a Jalen Hurts at number three overall in a dynasty superflex startup draft. I mean I'm I mean, I'm all in on him. Even if you have to pay a premium, he's still much cheaper than Herbert and uh, Burrow. So, yeah, exactly. And he's he's going to stay where he's at. He's not he's not going to go down. He may not even go up. He's going to stay there because they, they just believe Philadelphia is good. I mean, <laughs> they got a really strong team all around. So my play, my play of the week is actually Austin Eckler. So I'm going to do something similar to what we've been talking about with the strategy of guys that aren't getting buzz and hype right now, but also just throw in there that Austin Eckler only has 23 different rookie cards. And I just saw undrafted free agents smash over the weekend for the Chargers. They bring in Rayshon Slater. You bring in Kellen Moore, who ran a top three pace of play offense for the Dallas Cowboys in an offense in which Tony Pollard absolutely smashed uh, with right at 200 carries. So his carries weren't that much lower than Zeke's, just for the record. I saw somebody mention that earlier, but I, Pollard handled a pretty decent-sized workload. But anyway, I, I digress. Kellen Moore comes over to the Chargers. I don't trust uh, Quentin Johnson. He already dropped a deep pass. I think he's going to take a lot of time to develop, and maybe he only ever, uh, you know, ceilings out as Josh Palmer. But Mike Williams, Keenan Allen are definitely getting that that age apex and had a, a lot of lower body injuries, hard to stay healthy. They're going to be heavily involved in the passing game if they are healthy. But Austin Eckler put up 20 touchdowns in uh, 2021. He put up 18 touchdowns in last year. He's been a top three running back for the last three years, and yet. He's only got 23 different rookie cards. So even buying a base select card for $20 to $25, I believe, is a snipe. I believe you could look at his card values just like you look at these brand new rookies that that have this a similar supply as him out. Yeah, he's gonna get top three dynasty performance this year. Just because he's so involved in the passing game, he's so involved with the entire offense, so his his hype is going to get more than he's got right now. That that's for sure. And the only thing that stops him is just you know injury. The team's going to be fine. I agree with you on Quentin Johnson. I, if you if you like him, that's great. But if not, just stay away from him. Quentin Johnson is going to be nobody. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Tony, this rookie ticket auto for $50 for Austin Eckler. He literally is only printed in contenders and select from 2017. And I have seen these rookie ticket autos not that long ago going for well over a hundred to get this for $50. See, he's in a similar scarcity situation as George Kittle and Taysom Hill, both of which are from 2017 like him. And they both really only have contenders. George Kittle's got, uh, and I, that's literally it for Taysom Hill. I'm pretty sure maybe unparalleled or some obscure set like that, which is what 
is uh, is going on for Kittle, plus a Phoenix. George Kittle's got a Phoenix too, but he's maybe got a couple more, but not more than like 40 or 50 uh, total. 23 for Austin Eckler. And, and those rookie ticket autos routinely for those guys go for way more. Like we're talking George Kittle's like 250 to 350. Um, Taysom Hills go for 150 to $300. It's crazy, man. And here's Austin Eckler. And you could look. Auction just going back a week ago, August 2nd, August 1st, some bigger transactions. That same card, 50%, like $77 compared to $49.05. Uh, I mean, that that is a direct correlation due to the fact that Austin Eckler is not generating training camp hype highlights and preseason hype highlights. But yet when regular season week one rolls around, he's going to smash. Yeah, he's going to – He's my only thing that I don't understand as well, I don't get how Austin Eckler is low right now. That's to me, doesn't make any sense. You know, I look – and I think it goes back to the entire running back thing, even in the NFL. Why are these running backs not holding the value? Uh, do running back values come back, like, during the season, then go completely off? Because during the season, the NFL does the same thing. They value the running backs like crazy. But then the offseason, yeah. they say, up. Oh, um, we're not going to pay you. We don't want you. You know, we can find somebody else. But yet during the season, it's huge. So what is this card going to go to, you think, during the season? If he does, let's, I, say, I think, let's say top five. Yeah, no, I just think that this card is a great investment uh, long term. I think Austin Eckler's yeah. got like two more good years in him at least. Uh, so I think he could easily, to me, he's the like the real RB1. I think he's going to be the RB1 this year overall. And I think from that alone, you'll see his rookie ticket autos raw go up to that hundred to hundred fifty dollar range and not look back. I don't think they're ever going to look back because I think there's going to be people that stash them in their collection. If the Chargers stay healthy, this is a playoff team. This is the one team that could really rival the Chiefs in that division. I mean, give me a healthy. If Justin Herbert didn't have cracked ribs uh, and and a uh, bad offensive scheme last year. For that led to a terrible A dot. They were going to beat the Chiefs in in that what, Sunday night game when they when they initially played. I think they would have beat the Chiefs. Uh, I think they would have played better in the playoffs against the Jaguars. They would never have blown a lead like that. And so this is a team that for me, I think Austin Eckler ultimately have the best values uh, around championship time frame, playoff time frame. And I could see those getting. I could see the base selects getting up to that $50 range just because of how scarce his cards are. So that's going to become like the new, uh, like equivalent of an optic hollow for Justin Jefferson. So they get up to that 50 to $60, uh, type of range, 150 to 250 for a PSA 10. And, and then the rookie ticket autos just kind of never look back. They always stay over a hundred, probably like 150 type of range. Yeah, it's definitely a good buy. Cause yeah, he's, he'll be good this year. Because you look at, I mean, here's a tricolor out of 199 selling for $40. That's that's pretty solid. So it's like add a serial number, a little wave prism design. And now we're talking about a $40 card for a guy with normal uh, supply of like a couple thousand different rookie cards. This is only going to be a, a $15 card, you know, um, max. And, and that would be if he's like a good player. But here we have a $40 card, which is, uh, which is pretty impressive. And you can see how we're going back. We're now on July 18th. Here's rookie ticket auto selling right at $100, uh, probably $90 or something with the best offer accepted. Uh, and and the, the supply is just so limited. 
there's there's a good chance that it, even if you only own one or two of these rookie ticket autos, you kind of control the supply at any given time on eBay. I think you can capture some impulse buyers for three at easy three X over what you're buying it at $50 selling it for, I think 150 at the end of the day. Right. So that's my play of the week, man. It is, it has been a great, and look at this. We're at, at the hour Oh seven mark. Uh, it, it's been a great show. I do want to remind everybody. I just published Tony. I just published a exclusive members only video that I recorded last night where we really dug in to the upcoming schedule this weekend and my top targets to buy low quick flip right now. Uh, so definitely check that out. You can actually check it out right now, right on the uh, YouTube channel page with the other videos, members only videos. And then everybody that's uh, part of Patreon, they all have access to all that over there. Getting ready to release um, some really fun, inf really fun information around our Keep Them Web app. It's getting ready to get a big upgrade. The web developer working on that is correlating our hype index score that that is going to be automated this year on a week to week basis with card values of rookie ticket autos and doing some really cool stuff around that. So I'm super excited to uh, to, to to present some of this information to you guys. So stay tuned and and check it out, man. Nice, nice. And hey, if you're sitting there listening and you're not a part of the Patreon, uh, I'm telling you right now, I joined and it's worth everything. Uh, you're you're going to, you know, join and get in the group, listen to everybody. Uh, Andy and Cardi know their stuff. Um, you're going to find out Steve knows what he's doing. There's a lot of guys uh, in this and they know exactly what uh, uh, what's going on. And you'll have a lot of fun in the process. So, yeah, join it up. Yep. And I appreciate you joining me with this week, Tony. Uh, I look forward to having more conversations with you, man. Uh, I really, I really uh, want to pick your brain on a lot more players. So uh, we're going to, we're going to have to definitely be doing some more streams together, sir. Appreciate you. You got it, brother. All right, guys. Peace out. Talk to you.